Father, speak through me. Bless, transform lives as we come before you in prayer. Let something unusual happen. Let something unusual happen. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, today and the rest of the Sundays in November, I'll be talking on unusual prayer chambers, unusual prayers, and unusual answers. Amen. And I believe that God is going to do some amazing things for you. So this morning when I got to church, um, Kevin was with me at home. So when I was coming to church, he was supposed to also come um, with his car. But when I got here, he wasn't here. So I called him why he had not come to church. Then he said, oh, the sister, Mami Sawa, so I have a 27-year-old man and a 20-year-old woman. So Mami Sawa had called him that she wanted to get something from mommy's room and that she should go back home and get the keys. Usually mommy will lock her doors and leave the keys somewhere and they are aware of the keys. One of the reasons why Mami Sawa needed mommy's keys was so that she can have access, she can gain access to the things that mommy has. Sometimes mommy would dress up ready for a certain footwear. She gets to her closet and the footwears are not there. And what she does is take a phone and call mommy and say, well, mommy, where is this shoe? Oh, mommy is with me. But the last time you took the other one, you didn't bring. And you have taken this one too. Hey, mommy, you are taking all my shoes. Mommy, I'm sorry, I'll bring it. And the shoe never comes back. This morning, I'm sure that she wanted to walk to that closet and get something that is not hers. You understand? And sometimes when mommy is talking, I say, mommy, my dear, but she's your daughter and she's going to catch up with you. You are two women in this house and this wardrobe is for two women. And she said, yeah, honey, I don't have a problem, but she must ask. She must ask. What mommy said, what does to mommy, Kevin also does to me. Oh, it's a serious thing. It's a serious thing. Now, fortunately, she's grown bigger than me. But when we were of the, sa the same size, my very expensive shares would just vanish. And then, and then, I see the shirt on Kevin. Kevin, this is my shirt. Oh, daddy, I didn't think you were going to use again. I said, do you know how much I bought this shirt? Then she, he's there laughing. I said, son, I don't have a problem with you wearing my shirts. But you must ask. Now the battle is, are my boss shorts? Oh, I'm telling you. So, so, so oh, just this week, mommy has to change all my boss shorts. I mean, like, like, like my privacy is invaded. Taking over. <laughs> it's not easy. Sometimes when I'm not happy, mommy will say, but he's your son. And then I also say, but he should have asked. So, so between me and mommy, we believe our children have access to everything that we have. But we also believe that for them to take, they must ask. Because there is no way we are going to withhold from them what we believe they deserve. A friend of mine, my son, came to me. He was very broken. He had used the father's car and the father was very upset, very angry. And I said some things to him. He felt so sad. So he came to complain to me, what the father has said to him. 
I said, let me go and see the, your father on my be, on, on your behalf. I went to meet the father. Once I was talking, the father went to his bedroom, came with documents. He said, Osafu, look, all these buildings, Canada, USA, Ghana, I willed it to my son. He has only one child. They all belong to him. So I have no problem. If I would give him all these things, I have no problem with him using my car. But he did not ask. He said, it's for him. But he should have asked. So that's the same thing. You see, prayer is asking God as a father what is his. Asking him permission to use. Are you here? Asking God permission to use what is his. Kevin has just started a career. But you can see him in my Nissan Petrol. He will come to me and say, Daddy, I have some meetings somewhere and uh, I want to use your car. And then nobody starts a career and uses Nissan Petrol. But he uses it because he, he is operating according to his father's level. Okay? He is assessing what is mine. So if you have a very, very good father, you will see that he doesn't let you go through the same processes you went through. Because he is taking care of those processes for you. And, and, and sometimes he will have my car and mommy will use her car and I don't have a car. Oh yes, but I am happy. So he calls me, oh, daddy, should I return? I, I just got in here. I'm bringing the car back. I said, no, 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 use it. I'll manage myself. I know where, how I can get myself. And then I can call somebody. Can you pick me and drop me somewhere? Oh daddy, where is your car? My son is using it. And I'm a proud father to see that my son has grown to become a man. And he's assessing something that I have through the right channels and the right protocols. Are you here with me? That's the way your relationship with God is. is. You, you ask God to give you according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. If Kevin decides that he's not going to ask me for my car... My car will be relaxing. That will be his problem. But anytime he asks me if it is good, it's at the right time, I give him. If he hadn't done anything to offend me, I give him. Sometimes it makes me happy to see that he is happy. So I give him. But sometimes he doesn't even ask. I'll just say, buddy, my car is more comfortable. So don't use yours, use mine. So that is okay. I'll use this one. I said, no, I insist. Use my car. You see, that is the nature of God. God wants you to use what he has. But he wants you to ask him. He wants you to ask him. Now I have two little children. Nana is 13, Titibia is 12. 
Sometimes Tetebia also goes to take mommy's shoes. Yeah, she has big legs. So she goes to take mommy's shoes. But in Tetebia's case, mommy will say, Tetebia, you hurt yourself. These are high hills. You haven't reached there yet. You hurt yourself. And Tetebia would take a bath and go and take a mother's high hill. And sometimes she will cry. I want to use it. One time we went to chance on her in the mother's listing using makeups and other things. But, so you see, maturity also determines what your parents can give you. I'm not going to ask Nana, my 13-year-old boy, to use my car. He will kill himself. Okay? So I'm trying to define prayer. So prayer is asking God what is his. So that he can give you access to it. But it's not everything you ask God that he gives you. Because you must ask him at the right time. And he must make sure, he must make sure that you are the right person to receive that. So even though Nana is my son, Nana cannot ask me for my car. Because Nana is not qualified to drive. So sometimes we are the right people. We have a right relationship with God. But we are asking for the wrong things. Not that the thing is wrong. But it is wrong at the time you are asking it. Because you can't use it. Are you here? So, so anytime you pray to God. Prayer is just communication with God, asking God for something. But what is even more interesting is that when you make your parents happy, they even make you happier. They even make you happier. So this morning, for instance, my daughter, my Mr. Wa came to church with about 13 people. 13 people. She came to with about 13 people. I don't know why she will ask me after church that I won't give her. But I'm not inviting her to ask. I'm only, I'm only telling you that's the nature of God. Okay? I don't know why she will ask me after church that I won't give her. Because to be, an evan- to be evangelistically inclined like that, at her age, in the university, and would like to bring her friends to church, instead of following them to a discotheque or following them somewhere, she wants rather bring her friends to church. For me, as a father, it gladdens my heart. So if she comes to me and says, Daddy, I need this, I need that, I need this. Once I'm happy with her, I will provide for her. Sometimes when you make, when you make God happy, he actually makes you happy. And makes you happier. And without even you asking, he himself will give you. So this morning we have to send a bus to her university to bring Together with their friends. And it's gone into my books. And I'll never forget it. Are you here with me? That is the way you deal with God. That is the way you deal with God. Sometimes God has something he has written down that he will never forget. Once you make a request to him, he remembers that thing you did and he begins to supply it. Are, are you here? Now, so I have defined what is prayer in a very simple and practical terms. Prayer is asking God what is his 
and he will give you because he's your father he's your father he has a relationship with you he wants you to be happy i cannot imagine any father who doesn't want his children to be happy god wants you to be happy and god will give you anything you ask as far as that thing will make you happy and will not hurt you once you are qualified for it once you are matured enough to handle it god will give you are you here with me do you understand my father will fight any battle for his children so i come from town and i'm crying my father will just ask me who beat you once i mention the name he will go there he doesn't even care whether the person is stronger than him or not he will go there and question even when your teacher beats you your father my father will go with me to the school and ask the teacher why he beat me my father is just like god waging battles on behalf of his children and in most cases i just realized that my father's presence alone was enough to shut my enemies up i remember going to school late i went to public school now they don't beat children like when we were growing up i got to school late and i was asked to embrace a pillar on the school's compound yeah and i mean i entered a compound when assembly we used to have an assembly where all of us gather in the morning we sing the national anthem we sing some hymns because of methodist school i said and then we march so the students were in assembly i entered say hey since you are fair you are late come here and there was a pillar in front of the school and i was supposed to embrace the pillar so i embraced the pillar and they had to give me four lashes and anytime i left the pillar it was not counted and i couldn't stand the pain so i kept leaving the pillar so i had sores at my back when i got home my mother said don't let your father see this but the following morning from the bathroom when i came in to change to wear my uniform my father saw it who did this to you myself and my mother we just stood there we knew he would go i said my teacher says let's go don't wear your uniform wear house attire from there i'll take you to hospital my father got to the school from the gate he started screaming all the teachers came out to see what was happening one teacher said i knew this would happen i knew this would happen i was on top of the world i have just conquered my father's authority my father's presence my father's respect my father's capacity had just conquered all my teachers everybody was quiet looking at me just like that sometimes you see god will never leave you to suffer pain without fighting for you but he has you have to go to him with your pains you have to go to him with your frustration you have to carry it to him so this is just to define prayer and i want to share something with you so i want to establish that there is no prayer that god will not answer you have the right to the things that god has you have the right you need to ask it but you need to understand the protocol with which you will ask it there are things that mommy said what we need and come to me and said daddy 
I want to go and take mommy's thing, but I don't. She's not in a good mood. Can you talk to her for me? So I find a way. Go and lie beside mommy. I know how to put her in a good mood. And then whilst we are chatting and she's high in spirit and she's laughing, then I put that thing across. Sometimes you need a mediator. That's why Jesus is there for us. Are you here? Now sometimes Kevin needs something from me. And maybe we have had a fight the day before. So you know, see, there's no way he can come before me. He'll go to the mother. Mommy, please, can you talk to daddy? And they know that I can't say no to their mother. So they go through her. I said, she comes and says, honey, your children need this. They need that. They need this. I said, no, no, no. Kevin has done this, so I'm not doing it. So honey, but please, please, for my sake, for my sake, please do it. It's just like Jesus sitting at the right hand side of the Father, interceding for us. And Jesus will say, for my sake, for my sake, Lord, do it. For my sake. And when I see the sacrifice of mommy in my life, and she says, for my sake, I just do it. When God sees Jesus on the cross, the sacrifice he made on the cross, anytime Jesus says, for my sake, Anytime you pray and you say in the name of Jesus, you are saying for, in the, in the, for the sake of Jesus, do it for me. And when God hears in the name of Jesus, he is bound to do it. He is bound to do it. But you know something? Sometimes when we are not asking, God puts us in a situation so that we can ask. Are, are you here? Now, have you ever had a conflict with your wife and she's not, she's not asking you for money and you know she doesn't have money and your pride will not allow you to go and ask her do you need money and the pride will not allow her to also ask you for the money even though you are in conflict you still love her you don't want her to suffer so you know what you do you leave the money in an open place where she can see so you are putting her in a situation where she can have access to somebody, something. Sometimes when we are not asking God for what is ours, he puts us in a situation where we can ask him. Are you here? Do you understand? Where we can ask him. Sometimes even the men, we don't put the money there. We feel that, hey, get off your high horses and come to me and ask. So we block every access to money. We block every access to comfort. Until they are put in a tight situation where they cannot come and ask for their money. And when they are coming, they don't come humbly. Where is my chop money? And once you know she's asking for chop money, you know that now you can settle the conflict. So quickly you say, how much do you want? Then she doubles what you have been giving her. And then you take it out and you triple it for her. When she tastes it and says, thank you, you know the problem I solved. Are you here? So sometimes eh, God 
puts us in a situation where we can ask, where we are compelled to ask. And I want to show you. So that's why my topic today is unusual prayer chambers, unusual prayers, and unusual answers. I'm going to show you throughout this series how God himself intentionally put people in situations where they can pray to him. Where, where, where they would turn to God and pray. So in part one of this series, it's titled, Jonah, the man who turned the belly of the fish into a prayer chamber. Jonah, the man who turned the belly of the fish into a prayer chamber. Please turn with me to Jonah chapter 1. We read the verse 17 in chapter 1, and then we read Jonah chapter 2 and the verse 1. But before I read and explain this to you, and then we enter into prayer, it is important for you to understand that the background of this story, Jonah had been sent by God to go to a city by name Nineveh. To go and preach the people there, God himself acknowledged when he was saying that the wickedness of those people have come to him, God. And so he should go and preach to them. Jonah, as a human being, felt that the people deserve judgment, not mercy. You know how sometimes we feel that people deserve judgment, not mercy? Sometimes we feel, if, if we were in God's position, like we would just kill some people. That is why God never made you God. Never gave you the powers to be able to blow air for people to die. But the people you will kill. Like by now, all your family members are finished. So he decided to go to another city. So boarded a ship. God caused a storm. And then the owners of the ship had to drop him and toss him into the sea. When he was tossed into the sea, a big fish came and swallowed him. So now let me read. Now the Lord provided, that's when they tossed him, the Lord provided. Can you imagine? The Lord provided. So this was a provisional. The Lord, now the Lord provided a huge fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Two, one. From inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God. From inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God. God said, Jonah, you did not understand my communication to you because your prayer life is so low, you have become carnal. I am giving you a spiritual instruction. You are responding with carnal mind. Go preach my message. You want to preach judgment. We are not, we are not at the same level of spirituality. I'm going to create a situation. I'm going to put you inside the situation. And I'm going to compel you to pray. When you pray and you come to my level, then we can have a conversation. Are you here with me? So God himself provided the fish. You know, sometimes God's provision, it does not always, you see, so, sometimes opportunities don't come dressed in suits. They may come dressed in sackcloth. It is for you to be able to know 
beyond the physical. See beyond the physical. So God provided the big fish. And the big fish swallowed Jonah. And you know what that means? To swallow means to cause something to disappear. You see that you find yourself in a situation and you are gradually disappearing. You are losing something. You are losing your husband. You are losing your wife. You are losing your business. You are gradually losing your significance. But today, whatever has swallowed you is not meant to destroy you. It is meant to be a provision. Are you here? It is meant to be a provision. That problem, that situation will not kill you. It will not destroy you. It is meant to be a provision. I, 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 are you here? I, had come, I have come to declare to someone here. I have come to speak to someone here that God deliberately provided that big fish to swallow you so that he can give you a prayer chamber. It is your prayer chamber. You may be inside a bad marriage. That is a prayer chamber for you. That marriage is a prayer chamber for you. God is telling you some things you are not hearing. He said, let me bring you to a certain level of spirituality. And he has provided for you a bad marriage. Until you see it as a prayer chamber, it will destroy you. Now, I meet people who say, the situation is so bad, I feel so depressed that I cannot pray. When you come to that level of deception, the Bible says, is any one of you in trouble? Let him pray. Trouble calls for prayer. It does not call for depression. It does not call for anxiety. It calls for prayer. It does not call for weeping and crying. It calls for prayer. Whatever you find yourself inside is your prayer chamber. It's your prayer chamber. The man may be bad. The woman may be bad. The marriage may be, may be hitting the rocks. But that is your prayer chamber. That is the fish carrying you to where God wants you to be. God could have turned supernaturally, turned the ship that Jonah boarded. He could have used the storm to direct the ship to Nineveh. But he did not. Because the ship, inside the ship, Jonah was sleeping. Despite the storms, he was so comfortable, he was still sleeping. God said, no. If I turn this ship around, he will still not pray. So let me carry him out of the ship, put him in the sea, send a fish to swallow him, and inside the fish, he will call upon me. Inside the fish, he will call upon me. If you are in a mess and you cannot pray to God, they don't know what, when you will pray. The Bible says, is any one of you happy? Let him praise. You don't pray when you are happy. You praise when you are happy. But is any one of you in trouble? Let him pray. That trouble is for prayer. When you are in the mess, you send God a message. 
Are, are you here? Inside the fish, Jonah prayed. Oh, I don't have a place for I don't have a place for prayer. I don't know. My landlord, if I pray, he will sack me from the house. Oh, oh, my husband is so difficult. I cannot pray in the room. Oh, my 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 parents don't allow me to pray in the house. Well, you are coming to a place where God will create a prayer chamber for you. And God's prayer chamber is different. You may be inside a bad health. That is God providing a prayer chamber. It is not intended to kill you. This fish carried Jonah to God's divine destination. You are inside something. God, that is God's prayer chamber for you. Doctors have given you bad news. That is God's prayer chamber for you. God's prayer chamber for you. You are inside a bad business. You just got yourself in this business that has brought debts upon you. And you are questioning God. I have I paid my tithe and I've done this and look at where I am. No! From inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord his God. Hi, 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 hi. That bad business deal will not kill you. It will not lead you into, into distraction. It is meant to call you for prayer. It is only when you fail to understand what God is telling you. Jonah knew when Jonah entered into the fish's belly, he knew. In fact, when the people called him and said, what is happening? He said, I know, I know, I know. I know what is happening. In the ship, I know. God has sent me. I'm not going. That's why he has sent this thing. You drop me into the sea. We'll take care of the rest. They dropped him and the fish came. Jonah entered into the fish's belly and said, you get this God. You want me to pray? Shakalabaya. Mandolobo. Three days, three nights. Now he did not sleep. The Bible talks about three days, three nights. It means that three days, three nights praying. He did morning devotion and all night. And prayed and prayed and prayed. You see, if you see that what has swallowed you, that bad thing you are inside, is taking you astray, is leading you astray, taking you somewhere else, is because you are not praying enough. God can turn that situation today as we pray. He can turn it around and will become a testimony. Without a test, there cannot be a testimony. Without any pain, there cannot be a gain. You may be inside a bad occupation. God, God intentionally put you there for prayer. I've had bad bosses before. I've had, I've put myself in a situation. I remember taking an appointment and the person who employed me didn't fulfill one of the promises he gave me. I was caught between the rock and the hard place. I went on my knees. I said, Lord, get me out of this mess. Get me out of this mess. I'm a product of prayer. I'm a product of prayer. You may be inside a bad family. 
with curses and covenants working against you. But that family, God intentionally put you there because it is God's prayer chamber for you. It is God's prayer chamber for you. It is God's prayer chamber for you until you wake up and pray like Jonah prayed inside the fish. Inside the fish. Inside the fish. What is the essence of God taking you outside the fish? And then you can pray. If God needs praise from you, he will make you happy. But if he needs prayer from you, he will give you trouble. Anytime you see trouble, don't give the devil credit. Say, God is calling me for prayer. Wake up in the middle of the night and pray. I said to you, what changed my life was me coming to church one day and finding that the church members had left to another church. Somebody has opened a church beside me and was blaming speakers and other things. I went on a retreat. I immediately left and went on retreat. I was complaining. God said, hey, 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 this one, it calls for prayer. And that's what changed this ministry. God used that situation to create a prayer chamber for me. I'm so worried. I can't even pray. I am so worried. I can't even pray. I am so worried. I have cried and I have cried and I have cried and I have cried. Sister, brother, the days of weeping are over. It is now time to agonize in prayer. Hmm. Your family, they don't marry. Your family, they are poor people. Brilliant people never complete school. You are inside the family with a lot of curses operating. And you are asking God, why did God put me in this family? Why did God put me in this family? I came to give you the answer. Your family is not a family. It's a prayer chamber. It's a prayer chamber. God is calling you for prayers. God is calling you for prayers. God is calling you for prayers. God put you in a very bad financial situation. Now you have to borrow to eat. When you used to lend. But when you were lending money to people, you were not praying enough. God has seen a problem coming. God has seen an attack coming. And God said, listen, let me take everything away from you and create a prayer chamber for you. It is time for you to focus on me. It is time for you to look at me. It is time for you to come to the source of your resources. And I believe that in this month of November, the last but one month, God is calling you. God is telling you that all the difficulties you have gone through this year, it is only meant to create a prayer chamber for you. It will not destroy you. It will not kill you. After all, can you, have you asked yourself this question? How was um, Jonah able to survive for three days and three nights in the belly of the fish? How was it possible? Because it was not intended to kill him when he entered in there was already an oxygen gas inside when he entered in god had provided everything inside for him brother sister there is no way god would take you through a situation that he will not provide the way of escape but he did not say that the way of escape the door is open he has provided the way of escape but he must provide the door to get out you must open the door to get out he will provide the way of escape, but he will not carry you out. You must carry yourself out. 
The fact that a prison gate is opened does not mean that you can automatically get out. You must walk out. So God has provided a way of escape, but you are not walking out. I realize that prayer legs moves faster than the fastest aeroplane. Hmm. You may be in a very bad spiritual situation. You may be in a very bad spiritual situation. God is calling you for prayer. It is time to pray. You may be inside a very bad destiny. Everything you do has not worked that well for you. The future you predicted is not what you are seeing. Destiny is the power that determines what happens to your future. And you will realize that there is an evil power that is controlling your future. God is calling you. God is saying that I am giving you a prayer chamber. You may be in the, in the inside a bad desire. God is saying, pray yourself out. Inside a bad relationship, it calls for prayer. Pray yourself out. I will not have time to teach you lessons from Jonah's prayer points. Let me quickly just show you something. Lessons for jo from Jonah's prayer points. He had his prayer point when he was praying. Jonah 2, verse 2a. He said, in my distress, I called to the Lord and he answered me. He didn't call a friend. He didn't accuse people. In his distress, he called to the Lord and he answered him. Two, when the situation is as bad as death, call for divine help. Jonah 2, verse 2b. From deep in the realm of the dead, I called for help. And you listen to my cry. Sometimes it's like the marriage is dead. The business is dead. Everything is gone. Today if somebody will cry to God for help, God will visit you. It will come back to life again. It will come back to life again. It will come back to life again. Prayer can change anything. Prayer changes things. And Jonah is showing us Jonah is showing us that prayer can change everything, every situation. Within just Jonah chapter 2, only Jonah chapter Jonah describes the various situations he finds himself in. Number one, he was in distress. Number two, the distress has graduated to the point of death. Look at number three. In the midst of the storm, look to the Lord. Jonah 2, 3 and 4. You held me into the depths into the very heart of the seas and the current swirled around me all your waves and breakers swept over me i said i have been banished from your sight yet i will look again towards your holy temple Hush. say lord i feel like you have banished me where you have where i am now i am <laughs> inside the sea at the depths of the sea who will notice me who will see me you have banished me you have banished me but lord Lord, it doesn't matter the isolation. It doesn't matter where I am. It doesn't matter the storms. I will lift up my eyes and look at your holy temple. Because in those days, they prayed, looking wherever, after now, the Jews, wherever they are, they will pray towards Jerusalem, towards the temple. They will look at the temple. Say, Lord, I will pray. 
who prayed this prayer inside the fish. But he was praying. He was praying, sister. You are talking too much. Turn that talk into prayer. You are complaining too much, brother. Turn it into prayer. Today, if you will pray with me for 30 minutes, the next 30 minutes as we pray, God will visit you. If you see that situation you find yourself in as a prayer chamber and you begin to pray now, God will hear you. For God brings the prayerful out of every pit. Jonah 2, 6. To the roots of the mountains I sank down. The earth beneath me bathed me in forever. But you, Lord my God, brought my life up from the pit. I don't know where you are. You have sunk so low. But if you lift up your voice in prayer today, God will bring you out of that pit. I feel in my spirit that today is a deliverance day for someone. Today is a testimony day for someone. Because when God sends his word, he delivers. When he sends his word, it performs a purpose. This word has a purpose. Has a purpose for someone here. If you were the only one in this chapel, God would still have sent me to preach this message. This message is for you. 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 Today, God will give you a testimony. Number five, let prayer rise when you feel you, your life is ebbing away. When you feel you are gradually finishing. You are gradually losing your significance. You are losing everything in life. It's like you are, you are just losing your life. Look at this, Jonah 2, verse 7. When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you. I remembered you, Lord, and my prayer rose to you. To your holy temple. Kaish. And my prayer rose to you. Inside the fish, oh, he remembered God. He remembered the God of miracles. I see a brother here. I see a sister here. Something is about to happen to you. Graceful praise, number six, releases God's power to save. Jonah 2 verse 9, look at this. But I, with shouts of graceful praise, and he was in the belly of the, <laughs> of the fish, but with shouts of graceful praise, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will make good. I will say salvation comes from the Lord. Wow. Whilst he was there, he was making vows to God. If you get me out of here, he was first praising God, making vows to God. If you get me out of this, Lord, I will praise you forever. I will tell people that salvation comes from you. I will share my testimony. I will share my testimony. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. What was the result of this prayer? Jonah 1 10. And the Lord commanded the fish. I think it is Jonah 1 10. And the Lord commanded the fish. And it vomited Jonah onto dry land. I think it should be two. Eh? Check it. Two. It's two. Two ten. And the Lord commanded the fish. And vomited Jonah onto dry land. 
And guess what? When Jonah hit the dry land, he has come into God's defined alignment. He has aligned with God's purpose for his life. He has come where God sent him. This morning, eh? Whatever swallowed you will vomit you. Will vomit you. We are turning, we are turning every situation into a prayer chamber. If we pray today, whatever has swallowed you will vomit you. I see that thing vomiting your marriage out. That man that must marry you. I see that thing that swallowed that man vomiting that thing out. Vomiting that man. Your wedding ring, your wedding gown will be vomited out today. Your prosperity will be vomited out today. Your, your power will be vomited out today. Your testimony will be vomited out today. In the name of Jesus. Your testimony comes from your prayer chamber. God can turn this situation around. I know it. I feel it. I know it. Eradigina Mechi. Sodom. Nihu. 